Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! Yow! What is going on? My name's Hartzell. That's Kitty. That's right. Shea. Kitty, what is this show? It's your Kitty City Morning Show. Kitty City Morning So There she goes. Trying to take it over again. It's your KC Morning Show, baby! Kitty and I, we had to work yesterday. Kitty worked harder than I. I did. I, I can admit that. So, felt like we had to give you something today, yeah? Little, little something, something to get you through. We got some friends on the show. Peregrine Honig, she's the artistic director of the 18th Street Fashion Show Summer Tableau, is this weekend on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, it's freaking exciting. I can't wait. They've been setting up. Um, Looks amazing. Calvin. Calvin Arsenian. Sweet oh, sound. God, I love him. The melodic man, that is, Calvin Arsenia. Calvin yeah. will be there. Nikki Glaspie, she she does stuff with Beyonce. Oh, my God. What the hell is this show? This show is going to be the lit. place to be. So lit. And we got Peregrine on the show today. Going to fill us in on all the information, Summer Tableau. Also on the show today, Kitty, Benny Heist. Sports Illustrated, Spinny Heist. We're going to wrap it up with a sports thing. A showcase of the Immortals. We've been hearing about the best evers. Everybody wants to put Brady versus somebody. You know who you haven't heard who we should be hearing about? Brady versus Biles. This is true. That's what I got. Oh, yeah. I got a hot take. I Hot takes up. Got Biles all the way, baby. Kitty, how's that sound for a Tuesday show? I'm into it. Into it? Yep. Back in your feeds tomorrow. Full show in your feeds. Tomorrow's Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, I got tomorrow off. You do? Yeah. Must be nice. Rate, review, subscribe. Hit us up on them socials. Kitty, where can these folks find you? At Holy Hearts on the Dark Web. You can get me at Hartzell965. Always a good day to be a Kansas Cityan. Send us an email. We like to chat. Always a great day to be a Kansas Cityan, though. Show at gmail.com. Up next, Peregrine Honig, Summer Tableau, a staple in Kansas City. You, you are a staple of Kansas City, Kansas City. Can't have Kansas City without Kansas City ends. Am I right? Right. Mine is blown. Blown. <laughs> Should not have taken that hit before I hit record. Peregrine, up next. See you in the morning. Bye. Peregrine Honig. She is the artistic director of the West 18th Street Fashion Show Summer Tableau. This weekend, June 12th, got showings at 7.30 and at 9 o'clock. Details can be found at Eventbrite. Just search Summer Tableau. Peregrine, I am so excited to have you back on the show. Every time you, you're you with us, you end up breaking news. You got awesome things going on. Tell us how we got here. Break it all down and yeah, explain, I guess, the concept. Summer Tableau. We were just wanting to explore the idea of group think and how... It can be something very positive, how people can gather together and politically change things and change policy. Also, cults, as we know, can be detrimental to, you know, reality and the safety of people's health and psychology. So we were just playing with the idea of how when people start to think the same, they often start to dress the same. So the idea of a collective or a collection, just even the term collection or a season. And so we... We're thinking about the 60s and 70s. We were thinking about how people were going to emerge from the pandemic, just having been sequestered away and then just coming into the light again and being celebratory and ready to experience joy in other people. So we wanted to do something safe, but we also wanted to do something impressive and, and more intelligent and smart. 
I am so excited to experience this show this weekend. We've got two showings. We've got a 7.30 and a 9 o'clock. We have some friends joining us. Mike Dillon, Nikki Glaspy. What a get for this show. Calvin Arsenia, the treasure that is Calvin Arsenia. So what can we expect here in this in this West 18th Street fashion show in the new normal back in person? On a visual level, I was really inspired by the way that New Orleans came at Mardi Gras during the pandemic and they built these sort of sets for their porches. So it was a walkthrough. So so I approached Jay Tomlinson of Helix and he approached his architectural teams and construction teams. And so we have these seven almost floats, if you will, these sort of sets, the seven totally different architects, totally different teams building for every one of our incredible designers. And each designer has five looks So you will walk through the live music. There will be lighting. If you get a VIP ticket sponsored by and the boulevard and Cosentinos and you can come downstairs and experience the show, experience the music, walk through and then um we're going to do it all over again. I feel like maybe it's because we've had to. We've all had to adjust in real time. But you all have turned this show in in so many different awesome directions, so many awesome experiences that we, as you know, as viewers, get a chance to to take in. Are you now almost finding yourself trying to to one up every year? Uh, that's your intention. Dude, I've got the best musical director I could ask for. Calvin Arsenia is intuitive and kind and talented, and he has such a great crew of musicians. And and I have an incredible board. I've got Missy. I've got, I've got Jeff Everett, who's a photographer, who just gathers up all these great lenses. And I've got two young people. I've got Izzy Vivas and Isabel Marshall Kramer. I mean, you can't believe the people on this board. We've got Celeste Lucrecio, who's just a cultural ambassador. Big Celeste fan <laughs> on this show. <laughs> that woman can organize an army. <laughs> yes, she can. Celeste is the reason why a lot of y'all got vaccines. She helped us set up the Vax to the Future event. So yeah, we love Celeste on this show. And Peregrine, I'm, I'm curious, are more organizations, fashion shows doing immersive activities like this? I mean, I feel like what you all have done between the movie last year, Summer in Hindsight, and this summer tableau experience, you all are kind of setting the new standard in how we can do fashion, community, city, lifestyle, all in one show in one city. I feel like you guys are, are on the cusp of something that should be done more often. Yeah, well, that is our intention to sort of not original not be local i mean we really play with language we want people to see what we're doing and not have geographic bias if you will like we were the first people to make a film during the pandemic about fashion and about what was going on and i and that is one of the reasons we are winning these awards and why people when we're in zoom meetings just keep being blown away that we made our movie during this time I'm still blown away. In fact, you got any updates for us? Any 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 new awards or new nominations? Yes, sir. We just won the like best independent uh, film in the Harlem International Film Festival. Oh my God, Peregrine! Congratulations! <laughs> Every time I we know. chat, there's new there's new news and new awards y'all keep picking up. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Like, it's one thing to get into a film festival. I mean, that alone is a surprise. But the Harlem International Film Festivals, our film debuted in. New York. I mean, what? <laughs> West 18th Street Fashion Day viewing in New York. And I know you all are pumped for this year, this weekend. Are we going to bring home some awards for uh, for Summer Tableau? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if there, there's not really an award for an immersive, architectural, supported and sponsored Midwestern fashion show. But I know that our designers are really excited. We had a great dress rehearsal. We got three mink. 
who is one of our alum, Cult of Poca, who's new, NOWO, second year, beautiful dissociation, which is just going to blow everybody's mind. Renee LaRouge, who is also just an alum and incredible. Cosmosphere is new. And then Bertie's is bringing in a designer from Russia and just incredible embroidery. I get to work with some of my favorite models, including Jermaine Arcane, who's our poster kiddo and the center of the larger formatted poster that will be distributed at the show. Personally, for whatever reason, is there anything that you just really cannot wait for us to see when we get there this Saturday? You know, we have the best. I mean, that's what I have to say is we are working with the best. We are working with the best contractors. We are working with the best architects. We are working with the best designers because the idea is a little bit more complicated than others, right? It's a little bit more, um, it takes some sitting down and thinking. So we chose the people that had the best take on what we were bringing to the table. Like we have somebody that's having a conversation about the 1968 Olympics. We have a designer that's made pretend religion. It's very kind of like Gilead and weird. And every one of their pieces is built on chakras. And of course, our show is not a commercial show. So our idea of beauty is extremely spectral. Um, we have all the bodies all of them you're just good folks you work with good people who get it they're doing it for the right reasons and always got the city and the culture behind and for me i think that's what i'm so looking forward to is seeing our folks going out there putting on for their city yep. putting on for themselves their work and just being so proud and just sharing a beautiful spotlight on what we have in the west 18th street fashion show we want to represent like we want to represent the world right we want to represent like something that is just not about fashion and just not about presenting bodies, but just has a, has a really larger conversation. We've had a lot of support from Kansas City Fashion Week recently, and just they've been a sponsor, and they've been like sending information out to their people. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a reasonable ticket. Um, if you want to get fancy, you have to go to the first show and get all bougie upstairs. And then if you really want to volunteer, it's free. Yeah, Peric and why have you, could you go ahead and explain some of that for us? Again, the show is this Saturday, June 12th, the West 18th Street Fashion Show. It is Summer Tableau. Nikki Glaspie will be there. Calvin Arsenia will be oh. there. Peregrine will be there as well. So you can say congrats <laughs> and say hello to Peregrine. Where can folks go to get all this information on, yes, tickets, but volunteering? Just go to Eventbrite and get your ticket under Summer Tableau. Or if you're interested in volunteering, uh, go to Instagram, DM us your email address, and we will send it to Izzy, who is our volunteer coordinator and our creative director, and she will get you set up with when you need to arrive. I think it's 4 o'clock on Saturday. And um, we will be giving you water and lots of tasks. I saw this, that uh, we might be doing some after partying at the Crossroads Hotel. Oh, yeah, the Crossroads. All yeah, right, all right. So we got the drummer who used to play for Beyonce, and she's funk and end power, and she will be performing for us. And then, yeah, we have just a models and designers, and all of us are going to go celebrate afterwards at the crossroads and relax in air conditioning this weekend we celebrate you all we celebrate the work you have done and the work and the art that you're giving us to experience i i just want to say thank you this is a tradition in kansas city unlike any other a beautiful literally beautiful tradition we have here in kansas city and a lot of that is in part due to our artistic director peregrine honig thank you so much for doing this my friend one more one more time Plug us that website one more time. Let's get these folks going to the show. Go to Eventbrite, the show's Summer Tableau. Uh, you can get a ticket. 
We've got a Jordan Wilson, our beautiful billboard girl and poster girl on the on the image. And then if you are want to volunteer, just contact us through Let's Be Queen Street Fashion Show and give us a DM. At one of these shows, Peregrine, you're going to teach me how to do a walk, an, an actual model walk. I'm going to walk a catwalk and you're going to give me some critiques, all right? That's a whole show in itself right there. <laughs> That's the B-roll, right? <laughs> That's the B-roll. Peregrine, this is why we're friends. This is why we're friends. <laughs> Sports. Let's do a sports thing. Sports Illustrated's very own Benny Heiss. All right, Benny Heisler, I have, I have a question for you. I'm sure you have seen you have seen the greatness that is Simone Biles, correct? I have indeed. Over the weekend, Simone Biles brought home her seventh U.S. championship. She has not lost an all-around competition since 2013. I think we can say the greatest gymnast of all time. Simone Biles is going to need another trophy case. <laughs> she might need another house to put all of her trophies. She's at it again, breaking records. The Olympic gymnast won her seventh straight U.S. gymnastics title last night. That's the most consecutive titles, the most for any woman, and it ties the overall record, which was set way back in 1933. She is perfection. She does these crazy things, and then she just walks off like, yeah, it's okay. Nailed it. We talk about the GOAT, the greatest of all time. We hear Brady. We hear Mahomes. I don't hear Biles. Brady or Biles, I take Biles. This is, this is a crazy stat. This is from Jane Coaston on Twitter. Simone Biles has not placed lower than first in a competition since 2013. Like, she, she's never had a bad day. Like, in, in the last eight plus years. Like, Hartzell, you and I wake up in the morning and we, we go ahead and, and do the show and we're hoping to ourselves, like, all right, like, we feel pretty good. We have a you know, good back and forth, good chemistry. Like, but there's times where, like, one of us just might have a bad day. Like, that's life. Like, Simone Biles has not finished worse than first in the last eight plus years so if you're talking about literally like the greatest was like brady has lost in super bowls he's still the greatest quarterback to ever play the game and the fact that mahomes even if he comes close to catching him is probably not getting to, to seven super bowls so i I think it's a fairly, fairly compelling argument. I mean, I think a long time there was another name that you didn't include in there as well, and that was Serena Williams. Like, not only did Serena like become the the greatest, not just female tennis player of all time, arguably the the greatest tennis player of all time, one of the top athletes of all time. Like, she changed how tennis was viewed and who was allowed to play and sort of what the new image uh, of what that sport looked like it, it was a very similar trajectory uh, to that of tiger except she came from a much different area and, and tiger had a lot more advantages than, than that of serena and venus so I, I think in this conversation like yeah you're looking at brady you're looking at simone biles you're looking at serena williams can certainly factor in some other names along the way but it, it's very difficult right now for me to look at what simone biles is a accomplished in, in her career she's still so young man she's still in like her, her what early to mid 20s and she's still competing at this level when gymnastics like you start so young so i i think you make a very compelling point and she did a move over the weekend that had never been done before called the miles so now she gets to just trademark her own shit 
and it's like what Tony Hawk used to do. Like back in the day, he'd be like, I'm going to do like a 1260. I don't even know. I probably got the math wrong. <laughs> but like, it's just shit that Tony Hawk could do because he was the only one that could do it. And then they'd call it the Hawk. And, and that was sort of the end of it. So I think it's absolutely a noteworthy conversation for her to be considered in that GOAT status. In her remarkable run since returning, Biles is putting her stamp on the sport with moves so uniquely difficult. They're being named after her, including the buzzworthy triple-double, now called the Biles 2. Sometimes going into it, I'm like, don't bail. You'll literally die. Like, you will break something. <laughs> Simone's got enough gold medals at home. Someone give this girl a crown. She's 24, Benny Heist. And get this. So the move, the Biles you're talking about, that's not even her hardest move. She has a whole different routine that she didn't even do at the U.S. championship because she wants to hold that in the chamber for when she gets to the Olympics in Tokyo this summer. I mean, listen, we're going to go there. I was trying to tippy toe around it, but you you brought it up and I'm happy you did. There's a through line in two of those three athletes you mentioned, Serena. Simone, two black women, Benny Heist. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, coincidentally or not coincidentally, perhaps intentionally, you're right. They seem to be left out of the conversation for greatest of all time. And if we're, if we're going to sort of extend this conversation to, you're right, like I, there, there's always going to be that aspect of, of why aren't these women in particular, these black women getting the recognition that they absolutely have earned and deserved. And that goes to more of a societal issue, I, I would think, as opposed to maybe sort of a, a sports issue and sort of how we view and how we've you know really covered the sport. From a media perspective, I can tell you that it's slowly starting to change when it comes to our coverage of women's sports and our own understanding. And certainly from, from an equitable perspective, we're still in common workplaces before we even get talking about sports that, that women are making 70 cents to every dollar that men earn. So... Like, it's a societal issue that we're slowly trying to rectify over time. Like, you've seen it slowly in soccer, where U.S. women's soccer, they basically went and said, like, okay, like, you're not going to pay us as much. We're going to do something about it because we're the only ones that are damn well winning. Like, you can't say that about the U.S. men's soccer team. But again, this is probably a, a longer, more extended conversation for another time. But I, I do think it goes part of sort of this overlying narrative. Now, I will say this, because I, I think... You brought up Brady, and sort of Brady's sort of in that own different category. But, you know, I, I think Michael Jordan still deserves some conversation. If we're going to be talking about championships, we're going to talk about not losing. Michael Jordan never lost in a championship once he got there. He was a perfect 6-0. Now, he got knocked down along the way, but that was ultimately part of his story as well to becoming the goat so so do we have jordan as a part of this conversation as well to me i think you have to i couldn't agree more i just think you know as we talk about those origin stories for the tom brady's you know who, who went undrafted for the michael jordan who who needed scotty pippen and company before he brought home those rings even lebron he needed a crew to bring home the rings you know simone biles didn't need that origin story she'd been great since jump street and i think we need to take a step back and realize even as great as she is i think we are seeing the actual greatest athlete athlete of all time all sports all contexts be damn impartially i think we're watching the best ever and i think we need to make sure that when we talk about the best we talk about all the best and maybe you know simone is the best of the best i, I think so too and again it maybe maybe exposure is another part of the reason why it's hard for us to, to have that conversation you're right whenever simone biles is on our tv right she's winning Whenever she is competing, she is winning and winning in a way in which we haven't seen at that level before ever. But 
how often are we talking about gymnastics? Like every four years, maybe another once a year during the U.S. tournament. Like it's just not in the same conversation as as the big three or the big four. And and I don't know if that's necessarily fair to Simone, but I, I think it's also the reality of the situation. So I, I think context matters. Like you can still absolutely look at everything she's accomplished and give her the proper credit where it is due. But I think from a mainstream level, it's just going to be difficult for more people to have that conversation of truly recognizing that she could be the greatest athlete that we've ever seen, just because it's not, it's not in front of us. So much of us are, are a product of recency bias, right? Like, you know, that, Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen until they take on Brady and the Buccaneers and they lose in that Super Bowl. And then, the public shifts again. Whether it's right or not, sometimes the overarching theme of a lot of this is like, what what do we remember lately? I always joke about it in, in fantasy football that that you know recency bias is a big thing. Like, let's say you drafted, oh my god, like what, what's somebody that uh, was just uh, Christian McCaffrey? So Christian McCaffrey got hurt last year. He was the number one pick in fantasy football. Obvious stud, like can catch a hundred passes, uh, can run for over a thousand yards, but he got hurt last year. And let's say you drafted Christian McCaffrey. He cost you your fantasy season. Well, all of a sudden, your recency bias is like, well, I don't know if I should take McCaffrey again because he's likely to get hurt and he cost me my season. I want nothing to do with that guy. Like, we remember the things that have recently happened. It, it's why if you took the Lakers uh, to, to go and hit the over and they hit the under, then you don't want to go ahead and, and take the over the next game, even when the numbers line up. Recency bias is real. And we talk about Simone Biles in that form during the Olympics. We talk about Simone Biles after the U.S. championships, but then during the time where it's not on, like it's out of sight, out of mind. And again, I, I think we have to try and figure out a better way to explore the conversation, to explore continued coverage so that it's not just completely off to the side. And maybe, Hartzell, maybe with more coverage, with more channels, with more streaming options, with more ways for us to be able to connect with athletes than we've ever had before, maybe this is an opportunity to open up those doorways to be able to have that better conversation. What have you done for me lately? Simone Biles says, all I've done is win. All I do is That's win, right. no matter what. Vinny Heisler, Sports Illustrated's Vinny Heis. I love when we break it down on a Tuesday. Look at us. Yes, sir. Chat soon, brother. Talk to you soon. Finally, the Rock has come back to Kansas City. The KC Morning Show. You're listening to the KC Morning Show.